Welcome to Highway Christian Community Sermon Downloads. For more sermons, please visit our website. We know you will be blessed as you listen. Take care and God bless. Okay, so where do we start? She haven't done this for so long, I don't know how, what did you do now? Man, it's just so good to see so many familiar faces and friends. I mean that from the bottom of my heart. Standing, I mean, last Sunday when I was here, you, you know, you take a week's leave, you just chill, you flop, you don't know what, you feel like a bus hit you. And then the next week, you know, it's probably the same. The third week, you can start getting a little bit, uh, you want to do stuff and take the kids out and take the grandkids out and you get delivered from grandkids and get home in time. But you know, last Sunday when I came to church, I realized how much I benefit week after week from just being in a worshiping community, really. And, I mean, how were these testimonies this morning? Wasn't that, I mean, I thought, you know, if I don't get to preach, and we made notes about what was said here this morning, we got vision 2020. Hello? If we just paid attention and caught, I know some of you only arrived at Hoppus 9, so you would have caught the last bit of the, the summary was that subtle enough? Not too blatant, too early in the year. But, I mean, that is really what I want to speak about today. 2020 vision. Well done to those who had a part to play. So let's do some fine tuning, okay? Everyone ready? I'm just going to give you five areas how to fine tune, and I believe this will help us. And the first is intimacy. The first is really about Psalm 42 verse 1. As the deer pants for streams of water, so my soul pants for you, O God. My soul thirsts for God, for the living God. When can I come and meet with you? Now I'm glad I'm in a new covenant. I don't have to go and meet with God anywhere. But the same desire is noteworthy. That kind of, man, I want to just connect with the lover of my soul. I want to dance with him. I want to see him eye to eye. You know, when I grew up, my understanding of Christianity were just these boring folk who sat in long lectures on Sunday and religious instructions on a Wednesday morning. I got my parents to write a note saying we were Jewish, so I could be excluded from that. True story. We'd never put our foot in it. I, I really thought Christianity was just people who believed a certain thing. It made them different from other religions. Until I discovered the goodness of the gospel. And Jesus became so personal that the tears ran down my face uncontrollably. I just, I knew that I knew that I knew I was in his presence and that intimacy changed my life before I ever even opened a Bible for the first time. I knew his presence. I knew that intimacy. I knew that this is not religion. It's not just believing certain things and going through certain rituals and belonging to a certain abomination. I mean, a denomination. Or I knew it wasn't just about, um, you know, the, the goody to choose at school. It was so much more. And that's what I've loved. I've always chosen the churches I'm part of 
based on are there people there that love intimacy with Jesus, whose souls long after him, who are thirsty for him. Like I said last Sunday when I was, was here, I just, wow, after three weeks or four weeks since, well, since Christmas, not being in the presence of those who, who love to worship and love to praise. Man, it was like a, a tonic to my soul. You know what I'm talking about? Does that happen? Am I alone in this? Does that ever happen to anyone? You know, after you've been away a while for whatever circumstance, come back into an environment and you say, oh, Lord, I feel a refreshing. Yes, there's intimacy in private. I, I get that. But, you know, we can't exclude corporate worship as part of our, our spiritual diet, our spiritual need. And when we come together, it's got to be a value, church. It's got to be up there. And I love the ministry. Terry, that was a great word on Psalm 23. If you didn't hear it, it's worth downloading. Excellent message. I listened to all the messages. They were all really good. I thank you guys for serving faithfully. But there's something about when you stop and just go, Jesus, it's all about you. Everything, it's about you. I want to be in a community that experience that intimacy and love for Jesus. That the worship is not just a performance. The worship isn't just to get to the real thing, which is the talking. God forbid. I want to be with people who value intimacy. So I want to just fine-tune this a little bit this morning. Maybe you're struggling in this area. Maybe you're saying, yeah, Steve, that used to be true, but I've just got so busy in my world and busy in my life, and I've lost that like passion, the deer pants for the living water. It used to be like that, but I'm just struggling to get back to that place right now in Jesus' name. I just lift you up before the throne of God. And I say, come boldly into the throne room where you'll find grace and mercy. If it's guilt that's lying to you and saying, well, it's okay for others because they're more perfect than you. I'll break that lie over your life. You can never be more perfect than you are right now through the blood of Jesus. You can never be more righteous than you are right now through the righteousness of Jesus. I bind those lies of your life. I declare a season of greater intimacy for you and for me and for you. Restore that passion of your first love. Moments of just, you, you know, I envisioned as I was praying about this, that there'll be times we'll just stand quiet before God. Hear a pin drop. And just say, yes, Lord. If we've got you, we've got all we need. If we've got you, we've got all we need. The second part of fine-tuning our vision is that of Community. Look at this passage in Psalm 133. Let's read it together, okay? How good and pleasant it is when brothers live together in unity. It is like precious oil poured on the head, running down on the beard, running down on Aaron's beard, down upon the collar of his robes. It is as if the dew of Hermon we're falling on Mount Zion, for there the Lord bestows His blessing, even life evermore. There He instructs His favor, blessing, increase. Where? Where we are living in unity. There's an anointing 
in unity, in community. You see, we hear a lot, we talk a lot about community, and sometimes we think community is just for us. Well, it is, because you know you, know you need community. You need community. What happened in Acts, when they gathered as the ecclesia, which is the, where we get the word church, the gathering was a vital part of being part of the body of Jesus. And it was in their place of intimacy with him and with one another that their body was built up. And it is the most healing, healthy place to belong, is in community with spirit-filled, like-minded, an alternate community called the church. But it's not just about my need. It's also your need. My being committed to this community is not just about me. It's also about you. So I'm part of a community for the good of others. You are part of a community, not just for your good, which is necessary, but for the good of others. So when you hear believers say, well, it's just me and Jesus. I'm happy just me and Jesus. I don't need other believers. What they're saying is, I'm a selfish, self-centered, egocentric brat, and I need a good hiding from Papa, because it's not just about my need, it's about others' needs. You see, Jesus says, take bread, eat, this is my body, drink the cup, this is my blood. That was spoken to a community, and he says, you are my body. You and I are the body, we constitute the body, and we do that through community. Now, uh, even recent studies, I, I, someone sent me this thing, was, I can't remember, it's TED Talks, was it, on the opposite of addiction, we always thought was sobriety. So when you think of it in terms of the opposite of addiction is sobriety, whether that's alcoholism or drug abuse. And he is proposing very well and very, I think, correctly, that the opposite of addiction is not sobriety, but correct community. Sobriety is the journey to get there. And that can take all kinds of means and ways and rehabilitations. But the end, the opposite of addiction is correct community. Because for an addict, just the thought of to be sober, big deal. So what? Who cares? That's not something to give my life up for. I'd rather stay high. Come on. We think addiction, sobriety. Addiction, sobriety. Addiction, correct community. And the journey is one of sobriety. Very interesting. I just thought I'd drop. Did I summarize that okay, Jan? So, so, she prefers TED Talks. Download TED Talks. I'm sure they can do a lot better. So, that's the subject of the need and the necessity. And we want to build community in this church. We believe in community. I was with a group of friends yesterday from the worship team. And, and they built community amongst themselves. I know when I... I like here on the, the feeding scheme, there was a community in action. In, in, in that uh, God's table over there, God's table that supplies God's cupboard, there's a com- you get with those guys. You feel community. You get to some of the, the, the things going on in the church, and, and, and we, we don't fully experience community here on a Sunday morning because you're looking at the back of someone's head right now. 
but this serves a different purpose of community. Coach gets up and has his 20, 30 minutes every Sunday. But the end goal of it is correct community, where we get to live sacrificially and give our lives. Rich Heather, you guys are doing an outstanding job building community. Whenever I look or talk to someone, your names come up. You're committed to, to, to community. Dave and Louise, over the years, you guys have been amazing. A lot of this church uh, goes back to your obedience to, com- to community, to build a community. And that takes different forms through different stages of life, and I get that. But we all got to work at community in whatever thing we're doing all the time. Amen? The third tweak that we need on this binoculars is mission. Say mission. Again, I allude back to the testimonies this morning. Norma, that was great, man. When I hear you get emotional about unsaved people, that's mission. When you, and Ha, and Don, and all the others sat around tables and, and, and went through a simple outline on this scripture. Can you put it in your own words? This scripture, what does it say about God? This scripture, what does it say about you? What would change in your life if this was just a simple outline? And I, you know, I came back during my holidays and I heard about this and I got so excited. I started hearing testimonies. Because I'll be, can I be honest? Can I stop preaching for a minute and be, just be honest? I, my first week of, I was like a little bit down of it. You know, God, I really believe I heard the Lord say discipleship three years. First year went well. You know, we did the topics. We kind of taught people, love being taught, love going to the class. Second year was, okay, let's get practical. Let's simplify it. Let's put tools into people's hands where every priest can do it. Amen? And it kind of went a bit flat. You know, a little bit of a spark here and a bit of a... But for the most, people are waiting, you know, for someone else to do something. And the whole concept of every believer, a priest to take the word to somebody and, and open it through a simple outline. I didn't really, although then Anne found it worked here at the staff meeting on a Wednesday morning, Thursday morning, but then she's got a captive audience, you know. But I started hearing, and then when I heard about what happened over December, and then other testimonies started coming. You see, we're on a mission, church. We're not just about a holy huddle. We really want to see the lost get saved. And we want to see them being established and discipled. And then we want to see them find community, correct community. And then we want to see them understand the local church and how to live giving and sacrificially. And then we want to see them part of churches we're going to still plant. I've got a nice amen there, but I would like a few more. You see, that's our mission. Save, disciple, release plant church mission. And I started hearing testimony come back. So, man, I was encouraged. It wasn't all in vain. And this year, well, we're going to focus on the big rocks. And we're going to keep on. And I'm about, this morning is not about projects and kind of those. I'm just talking about focus, mission. We are on a mission together. 
great hearing from Elena this week. She's on a mission to the UK at the moment, as some of you know. And she sent us a message. The family where she's staying have a daughter who she was able to share the gospel with and who gave her life to the Lord and who signed up for an Alpha course. Now, we couldn't do that from this distance, but there's somebody on a mission. In your workplace, you're on a mission. In your travels, on business, Robbie, I can see some Indian communities. On our business mission and and traveling, man, be open. That word we heard this morning, that was the sermon. Those testimonies here today was the sermon. We are on a mission. That doesn't mean we have to go around Bible verse punching everybody all the time. Like, I mean, as a young Christian, I was so under condemnation that their blood was going to be on my hands when I go hitchhiking. They'd stop and pick me up and I'm dead and I think, his blood's going to be on my hands. I don't feel like talking about the gospel. I just want to get to work. I'm tired. And then I'd start with, oh, it's very cold today. And he'd say, yes, it is. And then I'd say something really profound like, but if Jesus was in your heart, you'd be hot today. Oh, no. Did I really say that? And then I'd tick my little box, you know, done my thing for the day. Whew. Blood won't be. No, no, I'm not talking about those kind of guilt trips. I'm just talking about when you know God has set somebody up, open a door, and the bait is dangling in the water, and the fish is swimming towards it. Hello? You're on a mission. We're on a mission. Corporately, we're on a mission. That's why we celebrate these testimonies. And we're going to celebrate your testimony as well. We have an awesome message, church. Thank you for your... Enthusiasm. Finally, did I read? Oh, no, I didn't read. Acts 2 46. Every day, let's read it together. Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts. You can see the community happening there. Praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people, and the Lord added to their number. Daily, those who are being saved. You know, that should be a daily thing. Now, I think it is globally. There's like 10, 20,000 Chinese give their lives to the Lord apparently every hour or so. I mean, a ridiculous uh, amount of. But I mean, what about the local church? We should be seeing souls added. And then discipled. And then community, communitized. And then churchified. And then sent. Amen? Mission. Church on a mission. Okay, coming into the last one. Coming in for landing. How are you doing out there? Are you coping with the heat? I thought when we got into that jump to the left and jump to the right, I could feel the perspiration on my arm starting to. We're going to have to get these aircons at max. I'm glad my wife's back to sort that out. No, no, I don't mean sort it. I mean, I know. You know what I mean, babes. Please, don't hit me. I'll take those pulls when we get home, I promise. I mean, my, my, my grumpy pulls, okay? And um, so, moving along. Serving gifts. Say serving gifts. So this is the fourth. So what was the first? Intimacy. 
corporate, private. What was the second one? Community. Importance for you and for others. Thirdly, mission. We are on a mission together which begins at sharing the word and ends with seeing communities planted. And then finally, serving gifts. I know I've already said it, but well done to everybody in this church. Not just over the December time, but as I look around, so many of you involved in something, doing something. I know when I, I have the benefit of having private and individual conversations with people. So I, I know there's stuff happening behind the scenes. The scripture says, just as each of us has one body with many members, and these members do not all have the same function, so in Christ, we who are many form one body, and each member belongs to all the others. We have different gifts according to the grace given us. If a man's gift is to prophesy, let him use it in proportion to his faith. So from that passage we see, if it is serving, let him serve. If it is teaching, let him teach. If it is encouraging, let him encourage. If it is contributing to the needs of others, let him give generously. If it is leadership, let him govern diligently. If it is showing mercy, let him do it cheerfully. Everybody, say that's me, has a gift that the body needs. You might not see it in yourself. It might be something that comes so naturally to you, you think everybody can do it. Hello? People stumble on that. Just because you find it easy to serve, you think everybody can. Or you find it easy to be generous, you think everybody can. Or you find it easy to lead, you think anybody can. But you have a gift, have an area of ministry that benefits his body that nobody else has. And I think when we start to understand that, that in this body, he's got fingers and wrists and hands and arms and legs, and that I'm part of that body, and I have a meaningful part. That's why I call it serving gifts and not leadership. Because leadership conjures up all kinds of, now I'm the boss. I'm the man of power for the hour. You know, don't you know who I am? Messages, images. Where serving in your gifts is exactly the same thing as leadership. Because leadership is when you see a need, you step in to fill it, and you make space for others to come on the journey. Gee, I said that so well. Jan, write that down quick. I'll never remember that. Leadership defined is you seeing a need that fits your gift mix, and as you step in and put your hand up, you make space for other people. Heather, getting up here on the stage this morning, how many of you could put a play together? Hands up. Yes, eight people. See Heather straight after, please. I mean, that is a gift that clearly she has. But her gift isn't just about making Heather a great ministry for the nations on herself. You know, Heather, the playwriter, producer, international ministries. Da 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 da. No. God help Richard. You'll notice every time there are people around. Who is your ministry making space for? Who, what is your gift making space for? 
I, I want to really salute and commend Donna for her passion over this December. Three years in a row. It hasn't been part of her job description. She didn't get extra bonus for that. She just had a passion to feed some people who were hungry. And she thought, little old me going to get this done because God's given her a gift to rally people. The result of it is a whole lot of... Norma got up and preached this morning. Come on! See, what, whatever your, your gift is, no matter how up in the spotlight it is or in the background behind the curtain is, question to ask is, who's coming along for the journey? Who am I influencing? Who's emerging? And if you can't think of someone, then chances you have to go back to the drawing board and ask the father, Okay, it's getting very quiet in this Presbyterian church this morning. I think I should just move on and stick with my notes. Yeah, but Steve, I'm waiting for someone to choose me. No, 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 just choose yourself. I'm not talking about an independent spirit. I, I also want to commend, like you guys, Hans, uh, and, and Lee, and, and, and Mark, and, and Tam, and, and there's others here, uh, Steve. Um, uh, this, uh, I've already spoken about you guys, who got a heart for something, and then come and share it with one of the leaders in the church, and get on with the job, and don't wait for promotion day. And that's why we've got Foundation Fridays, and that's why we've got healing forums, and that's why we've got healing seminars, because somebody said, I have something in me that's for others. Well done, guys. Keep on. Keep at it. All we want is fat people. That's all. Just... F-A-T, faithful, available, and teachable. That's all we want. Faithful enough to be dependent and consistent. Available enough to say, here, Lord, use my wife. No, here I am, Lord, use me. And teachable enough that gets past the, yeah, no, I already know that. Yeah, no, no, I already know. Oh, no, no, you can't tell me anything. You, you know, I, I, I discern that, and I don't jump on it, because people are different stages of maturity, and but when you talk to someone about something and then they glaze over and they go, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm just thinking, oops. You fat, but you're not fatter. You're just fat, you know? <laughs> you're just F-A. Fat. You need to get a little bit of tea in your fat. You get a little bit of tea, a little bit more tea there. You know, where you go, okay, I might have heard this before, but, you know, maybe there's an angle I can, I can adjust. And then they engage and they sit forward and they go, you know, you can feel that thing. And it's humbling because, you know, as a leader, you don't know it all. And you can learn from those people equally. But uh, last Sunday, I said a lot about Dave Betts on his last thing here. But something I found with Dave over the years was a teachableness. And I commended him last Sunday, but I still want to commend him. I met with him yesterday and we, we uh, rode motorbikes together, had fun met with the musos afterwards for coffee. But, but Dave never gave me, well, actually, I, I mustn't exaggerate. In the beginning, he was very cocky, a real pommy, you know? A real cocky, pommy, know-it-all. But over the, the several years, he's, been, he's really softened in that and become like 
you can hear when someone's listening. Teachable. So we're talking about serving in our gifts with a teachable attitude, serving in our gifts where I'm available for what God wants and I'm faithful um, in the moment. And I think I'm coming to the end of my notes before I pray. But again, I want to say, well done to the guys. Over December, the ministry was outstanding. The serving was outstanding. The feeding thing, we heard the test. That was the sermon. Can you see why I said that was the sermon? Community, mission, serving in your gifts. I mean, I sat there going, wow, this is it. This is what I wanted to talk about today. Maybe God, God knew that. Think maybe just... Can we stand up together? I want to ask three people to come out. Be ready to pray. Quite short, punchy. But I, I, I prayed. I said, Lord, who are the people who are starting to live this? Uh, in, in the area of intimacy, Terry, will you come and pray for us? Just short and to the point, but a prayer for intimacy for us as a body. Heather, will you pray for us for community? Uh, Mark, will you pray for us around the area of mission? And then Steve, will you pray for us around the gift of servant gifts? And, uh, and just before we do that, I've been told we're going to stay standing. We're going to take up the offering. See, I got so excited, I forgot that my real job here is just to raise money. I, I forgot that preachers just want your money and the minister, churches just want to take your money. So can we take our money or what we're going to do on EFT? Take a, if you give by EFT a closed hand, let everybody say, if I'm part of this local church, I'm also generous. I'm a giver. There's a need in the house, and we want to pay our bills and be a blessing to other people. Amen? Amen. That's what it means to prosper, is to have enough to meet your needs and then some to give. So may God meet all our needs according to His riches in glory. And 2019, we paid our bills by the grace of God, as we have for 30 years there, Dave. It's been 30 years now. I mean, it's a miracle, a month-by-month miracle. And I believe for 2020 that we'll have more abundantly, more than we, to, to meet our needs and to be a blessing. So, Lord, we thank you for a year of generosity in this house. So as you're taking up the offering, thanks, guys. I want those four people just to pray for us. Uh, Steve, will you give uh, the, the mark to Steve, uh, Terry will come first, then Heather, then Mark. Steve, you can finish. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, we thank you for this year of 2020. Thank you, Father, for an opportunity for us to become more intimate with the living God. Lord, my soul even yearns and pants for your presence, O God. Mm. As the deer pants for the water, so my soul longs after you. And Lord, even as David was able to receive revelation a thousand years before Jesus even shed a drop of blood through intimacy with you, he had the full grace message in his life and able to receive everything from the new covenant through an intimacy with you. So Lord, for us, we want to be a people who yearn after you. 
because fruitfulness comes only from intimacy with you, Lord God. We want to know you more, Lord. Every day, we want to grow in the knowledge of who you are because eternal life is to know the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. And Lord, you know us so intimately. You know everything about us, Lord. And your desire is that we would know you just as you know us, Lord. So we thank you for this year. We thank you for the opportunity, Lord, to grow in our intimacy, grow in fruitfulness, grow, Lord, in a yearning and a hunger and a passion for your name. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Oh, Lord God, we just pray for the family of Huawei. We pray that as a community we would connect, we would build on relationships, we would drill deeper, Lord. As we are intimate with you, we horizontally share that with others. Friends, with unsaved folk, and we pray for a real stirring in the spirit in the name of Jesus, of, of genuine love, like in Acts where they, they broke bread together, that they practically, that folk will never, ever feel alone. That the life groups would blossom, Lord, all the prayer groups, all the connect groups, Lord God, would just buzz and just electrify as people share and are honest and they grow in the word and they phone each other and feel, yes, I'm in a community. And we pray for a stirring of the gifts in that community, our community. We will all be the eye we need to be. We will all be the nose and the finger and the tummy or whatever that we need to be, Lord God. So we pray that you would, you would, Holy Spirit, move in our hearts, that we would be fruitful, that we would be honest with each other, that we would grow with each other in Christ, in Jesus. Thank you, Lord. In the heart of every believer is desire to walk in all that God has provided for us. And in our hearts is the heart of God for the lost and the needy, for those who need to be delivered from the darkness that is in this world. Father, give us a renewed vision for mission. And every person in this place will burn with a passion to see those who are lost and dying rescued and brought into the kingdom of our God. That the sick are healed. That those who are oppressed in their minds and in their souls are delivered and set free. That those who are hungry know where to go. And that the place to go is the children of God who represent the kingdom of God and invite them into a better life. One where Christ is king. Every single one of us have a mission in our workplace, in our social interaction, and in our families. From home to work to just your normal life in everyday instances, you are the only Jesus that someone could see. You are it. You are God's plan A and there is no plan B. 
you are on mission. And Father, we thank you for the privilege of being on mission with you, of being interdependent with you. In Jesus' name. Yes, Lord. Lord, you gave us the pattern when you put off your glory and you came to earth to serve your man. You gave up all of that, sacrificed everything, even your life, that we might have life and life more abundantly. And you've called us to serve in the same way our fellow man. So we pray, Lord God, that you would help us to see 2020, what we should do in this community to serve these people in our workplace to serve those people in our homes to serve those in our homes and every single one of us Lord God you have given us a gift and you have given us something in our hand we have something every single one of us and we pray Lord God you stir that inside us stir up the gift that you have given us Lord God, stir that up so that we find fulfillment in satisfying that deep desire within us to serve someone else. And ultimately, Lord God, we are serving you by serving our fellow man. So we thank you, Lord God, for this precious thing that you've given me. You've given all of us this precious gift we pray, Lord God, by your Spirit, let this be stirred up, that it will be expressed with everyone that I come into contact with. In Jesus' name.